I feel like watching the movie and watching that little clip at the beginning, like I think they really genuinely enjoyed making this movie. And oh, yeah. It shows in every moment of what you're watching. Like... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 401 with a review of Eddie the Eagle. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we have an apology episode. Oh. An apology episode in the sense that uh, I think it made it into the end of one of the last few episodes where Carson... <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, it, it might have been cut out, but Carson was basically saying, like, Chris, Chris, you got to watch Eddie the Eagle. And I was like, I don't want to watch Eddie the Eagle. This movie is just stupid. I don't want to watch Forrest Gump trying to learn how to be a, a ski jumper. You were the one hater, <laughs> hater party of one. And it, and, it, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't that I was like hate hating it was that i was like mediocreing. like i just i was like i'm sure it's fine but i have no desire to see it and it's a waste of my time and i could probably do more i, I don't know I, I i basically just was anti-seeing the movie plus i i figured we were only going to be doing one uh review this weekend and it wasn't going to be edited eagle so it was like if we're not going to review it i don't want to see it and i don't care if carson thinks it's going to be awesome um but I decided I had some free time, and in, like it was actually playing Thursday night. I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to go see it after work. I'll, I'll just see it and see what this whole thing is about. And uh, here we are reviewing it. <laughs> so I think we are here. I think I think that that might be saying saying something. Are you are you excited for this review, uh, Carson? Yeah, I got your milk out, I'm ready to drown down your milk. <laughs> That's right, I am. Um, yeah, so, so obviously Steven's not here, but he will be joining us later in the week, most likely, for a review of Triple Nine, which, uh, based on some conversations we've had offline, or technically online, but not on here, uh, should be an interesting review. It's gonna be rated Triple X for extremely volatile opinions. Yes. <laughs> M- much like the movie, some of us yeah. may shoot each other. <laughs> Some of us may go corrupt and pull a triple nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, are you ready? We're gonna, we're gonna podcaster down. That's the <laughs> podcaster code. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when we when we release an episode called Triple Nine, it'll send all the other podcasters on the internet to our location. Right. And yeah. uh, it'll be our chance to release another episode somewhere else. Right. Yeah, that's how it's done. But yeah, do you you ready? You want to get into this episode? I'm ready to fly like an eagle. <laughs> all right. Make sure remember. <laughs> Down, forward, back, and out, or whatever. Yeah. Carson, you're not an athlete. Oi, stop chasing your dreams, you fool. I don't know. (laughs) All right, we are going to take a listen to the trailer for Eddie the Eagle, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. I was in the hospital for a year when I was a kid. All the doctors said I should give up sports. Where do you think you're going, young man? The Olympics. You better take this. Put your medals in. Thanks, Mum. For as long as I can remember, it has been my ambition to become an Olympian. Eddie, you are not an athlete! I just needed to find the right sport. Britain hasn't had a ski jumper since 1929. 
I'm going to be a ski jumper. He's going to break his neck. I'm going to break his neck. The time to start jumping is when you're five or six. I heard you were a champion, so I was thinking maybe you could give me a few tips. Give up. There's one for free. Watch this guy, number two in the world. And he knew what he was doing. It's not actually going to jump, is it? You're not going to give up, are you? You want your moment, Eddie? You've got to do this for real. Our strategy will best be described as ugly but effective. The Olympics is associated with certain qualities, excellence, achievement. They have no desire to associate with defeat. You're a disgrace to the sport. Good. Personal best, and we're a disgrace! Mr. Edwards. Your jump doesn't count. Because you just changed the rules. Don't I have a right to represent my country? No. My dream's turned into a nightmare. It's a world that doesn't want to know you. So what's new? The British Olympic Association is trying to stop me. I have to do this. The press all want to hear your story. I was kicked off every team I was ever on before I even got a chance to prove myself. I take jumping very seriously. Nearly as much as proving people wrong. Where do you think you're going? The Olympics. I thought you might need this. It's higher than you before it. Faster than you've gone before it. You're gonna break bones. You're lucky if you can walk again. As your coach, I think you're crazy. But as your friend, fly. You ready the eagle? All right, so that was the trailer for Eddie the Eagle. It is the story of a young man who has big, big dreams, and all he wants to do is go to the Olympics. And, um, you know, his dreams of going to the Olympics don't really work out for him because uh, it turns out he's not that much of an athlete. And no. uh, then he gets the idea, like, wait a second. If I'm not necessarily going to get to the point where I can compete in the summer games, what if I did the the winter games and then I could do different types of skiing and blah, 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 blah. That kind of isn't working out for him either. But then he discovers ski jumping, a sport where you literally just ski off a thing and fly <laughs> through the air. It looks very easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks totally easy. Uh, he, anyone could do it. He decides that this is his way to become an Olympic athlete. And uh, he goes for his dreams with the help of uh, the Wolverine. So, yeah, Carson, how much did you love this movie? Uh, I'm really mad that it does not have a 110% rating on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> because it deserves to be uh, that high. I think in all sincerity that... There's only two other movies that I feel like could contend to be the, my favorite movie of this year. Um, but I feel like for now, Eddie the Eagle would definitely be hands down the best movie of 2016. I don't think you could find a better f***ing movie, a more joyous movie than Eddie the Eagle. Because there's just something so earnest and so throwback about it uh, to the wonderful days uh of the early 90s where nobody cared about things that were cheesy and uh you know movies didn't people weren't sitting online ripping apart movies thinking they all had agendas and people were bleh, political and all this <laughs> bullcrap 
Like it just is a it's a it's a simpler time. It feels like a movie from a simpler time. Um, Starring a simpler man. I, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it feels like from the success of the other 1988 Olympic uh, true story, Cool Runnings. <laughs> I feel like after the success of that movie, this movie would have come out. Um, the little nod it... to Cool Runnings in this movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> It's almost like they were like they just they just knew that you were like thinking about that movie the whole time watching this movie. But no, they they basically did. I don't know if you ever played the uh, Burnout games, uh, Carson. Uh, but in Burnout Paradise, uh, you know that game came out after the SSX. One of the newer SSX games came out. And oh, SSX Tricky, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But then there was SSX Three, where it was like oh. basically Burnout Paradise is like an open world city, and then SSX Three is an open world like uh, or open mountain uh snowing snow snowboarding game but Mm. like the announcer in both games like the guy on the radio when you're playing the game uh that like radio dj dude is the same voice actor in both of them and like when you're playing burnout paradise you constantly hear him saying like oh we heard there's some fresh snow up in the mountain yeah (laughs) like it, it like that's the type of of like uh, homage to the cool runnings that this film has, literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when I say you, I mean not you personally. I meant just the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the the royal you, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, the, I, I don't know what there isn't to like about this movie, other than you've got two like amazingly charismatic people as the leads. You've got hilarious cameos from people like Christopher Walken and Jim Broadbent as the announcer in this movie. Um, And there's just a really... I mean, this movie doesn't do anything to reinvent the wheel, except that I think it... Like, story story and movie-wise, but it almost kind of does, at least not reinvent the wheel, but it throws it back to, like, this this old school sort of, uh, you know, movie making, not, I mean, it's not totally old school, but at least, uh, that, that time when movies were very vibrant and happy and, uh, especially, you know, the, the kind of like Disney sports movies like Cool Runnings and the Mighty Ducks and movies like that, um, that at least I grew up with and remember, uh, very fondly. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like what the 90s were, just, you know, people making really over-the-top, goofy movies um, and, you know, wearing, like, really loud clothes, like how they do in this movie. Like, there's a lot of, like, really good fashion sense that I think uh, everyone should... I don't know, it's almost like... Now it almost feels like Eddie the Eagle would just be super cool because he would look like a hipster. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) But his like his like ski jacket and you know like his outfit that he that he wears is like really top notch. Um, but any, like <laughs> okay. the um, just everything about this movie is it's just a very happy movie, and I think that uh, you know it's very crowd pleasing, and um, it's it's weird to like to hear people like really hate on it because. I mean, like I said, yes, it goes through every beat and motion that 
every sports movie has gone through. But I think the fact that the the actors in it and the way this movie is presented is enough to set it apart from, you know, recent sports movies that are kind of caught up in either having an agenda or trying to tell, like, multiple stories in, like, one movie, like, even though it's about, like, one guy. Um, and I think that this movie is just clearly focused on Eddie, Eddie Edwards and his, you know, passion for ski jumping. And it, 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 it's a very, you know, unique movie because I mean, I don't know of any other movie about ski jumpers. So <laughs> it, it well, kind of has, let's be it honest, had, this movie is hardly about ski jumpers. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it has that going for it where, you know, at least it's something, it's a sport that's not necessarily been, you know, seen a billion times. Yeah. And uh, I think just the the tone of the movie alone sets it apart. Uh, I don't know, again, and I don't know if this made it into a recording somewhere, but I mentioned that the first, like, the, by the time the end credits of this movie ends in the beginning, not the end credits, the opening <laughs> credits, by the time the opening credits end in this movie, it's already better than, like, any sports movie of the last 20 years, I think. <laughs> because... And, like, I didn't even know what to expect. I mean, I just saw the trailer and thought, wow, that looks like a really fun, happy movie. And uh, I like the people involved and et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't expect them to fully go all in on the uh, the, the time period and the, the set, you know, the setting of this film. So we get, like, the most, like, ridiculously over-the-top like synth score that you've heard in a movie, a mainstream movie in like a long time. Yeah. And like the so fact, the fact that like, that's the whole score throughout the movie is totally puts you into that mindset of uh, being, you know, watching a movie that doesn't feel like it exists now. Yeah. When, when I was watching the movie, like once I actually started, like it sunk into me that like the score started to sink into me and I'm like, uh, uh, like before the movie had even started, like I was like, I, I know why Carson loves this movie. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening to the reason right now. Yeah, but I mean, there's just something about like it's a very vibrant, like colorful movie, which is funny because the there's another colorful movie out this weekend, uh, Gods of Egypt, and I feel like they have the same color palette. They're very like. Um, they're very throwback in that way, where it's like very bright and like, and obviously that's like representative of the 80s obviously but I, I don't know there's just something about the the mood that's set you know with the music and with the actors at least in the beginning that just makes you feel like very happy you know and then and then by the time the movie's over you just feel like you can go do anything because you're just like super pumped i mean by the time they're playing like van halen's jump at the end <laughs> like i'm surprised like not like I'm surprised that, like, you know, it's hard not to start, like, fist pumping and getting really excited because I, it's just a very infectious energy and everything. And I think that's what really catapults this movie past everything else. Because sometimes you just want to watch a movie that's just nice, you know? Like, it's not just, like I said, it doesn't have, you know, it's not like, oh, gritty bro and, like, really dark. And it's not like the purge purge election year or something. We're just like, oh, f 
my life like i do not want to see this fucking shit man I, I love i love the idea of the purge election Yo, no. not to go on a side tangent like <laughs> it's so brilliant they're like how are we going to keep this alive i know let's make it political and have like a senator who wants to run for president so that she can get rid of the purge and have people want to kill her simply because they love the purge so much i was like oh this is so brilliant not only a senator but senator jill from lost <laughs> or no juliet sorry juliet yeah, yeah yeah but no no like i agree that you know tangent but i agree that that is probably like the most brilliant idea that they could have come up with for like the next purge movie but they're not gonna do anything with it like they like especially since it's an election year and all this like they could have done something like actually really satirical and fun with it but it's just gonna be the same old like oh gosh i just hate myself for watching this <laughs> would, would you just confess that you're gonna watch it <laughs> oh i'll watch it i'll just feel really bad the whole time be like oh why are... and then there's somebody out there that's probably like oh this is so good you guys and just like oh because it just feels like ah oh, just feels like you're watching feels like you're watching death <laughs> this movie though you get high on life yeah watching so, this so i i mean i as we said, I was not excited at all to watch this film. And I think one of the reasons I, I was not excited for it is because the trailer is edited like any other sports movie, as you said. like It's basically presented as the, the same normal thing of like somebody's not really that great than like some sort of figure in the, that, that sports um, field wants to prevent, prevent them from playing or doesn't think they're good enough and they have to overcome that to become great and then by the end of the film um we we are showed how like shown how great they are uh because they rose above all the like adversary ad, 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 yeah what what is the word I'm looking for anyways adversity uh, yeah adversity that like basically it's it, it's it's a tried and true story of somebody having to prove to themselves that they can accomplish something that nobody else believes in them for. So yeah. the way this trailer is edited together is he really wants to become a ski jumper. He starts to become a ski jumper, but like the the British Ski Association, whatever, doesn't want to let him do it. Uh, he then has to like, like basically reporters and stuff rally the crowds together to sort of overthrow the bad people from stopping him from being able to compete. Like that's what the trailer is selling us. But that's not the story at all. Like, yes, there are people in the British Ski Association that I'm, I'm just making, I don't know what the actual acronym is, but it's just I'm just calling it the British Ski Association. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever they are. But basically the British team doesn't want him to be there because he's weird. He's a little bit different. Um, uh, but he, like... In the trailer, it seems like all those times where he's talking to the press, it's all part of a campaign to get him into compete. But no, like in the real context of the film, like all that press stuff is after he's already been competing. Like that's stuff where it's just people like him as a character. And they're not trying to get people to interview him to help rally uh, support behind him to get him able to compete. They just like who he is. And like that sort of changes the context of what this film um, is. But it, I mean, there is some aspect of it that kind of something rubs me the wrong way about the story. It feels like a little bit like, uh, remember in the early days of American Idol when the William Hung guy got like a record deal <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he was, he just like was the worst singer in the world and everybody was right. kind of making fun of him in a way 
Eddie sort of is a similar type of character, right? He's 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 a little different. He's not that um, super athletic. I guess in real life he was actually a really good downhill skier and also like a stunt skier. Um, but in the context of this film, we just know that he's sort of awkward. He uh, <laughs> falls over a lot and <laughs> is not good at ski jumping. So he's definitely on. He's definitely on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So there is a level of uncomfortableness for me watching the film because I feel like it's a film where people are celebrating his mediocrity and they're not really making fun of him, but they're sort of like, Oh, Oh good. Yeah. Good try. Oh, you're doing so well. Like it, it's sort of a, there, there's a level of patronizing that's, that's happening to Eddie. Not, not necessarily in the narrative, but just like, that's kind of how I feel watching the film. Um, but beyond that, like, Eddie loves doing what he's doing. The characters are fantastic. The mother, Eddie's mom in this movie is phenomenal. Like, I, <laughs> like she basically, I don't think she speaks a word. She just like exudes love and joy. Like anytime yeah. she delivers any line of dialogue, it makes me want to cry in like a really warm, like happy way. Like she just like... I just want her to talk to me in that loving manner anytime anything's happening to me in real life because she's like she just has like this like um it's like a a boiled down like concentrated motherly weird factor to her that is like incredibly amazing like I just I just love any second she was in there so it's like all all the characters have like really nice um moments and like they're just this is like a really happy fun movie in a world where most of the movies that we're watching are not happy and fun. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's silly. There's, I mean, there, there is a ton of CG ski falling that happens in the film. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, doesn't, know, it doesn't look terrible though. It, it looks kind of terrible. <laughs> I mean, it, I feel like the cheesiness of it fits in with the cheesiness of everything else. No, no, no Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely a film where it doesn't, it doesn't feel shitty. It, it, it feels silly especially in a scene yeah. where uh hugh jackman decides to do the, the 90 meter <laughs> jump yeah. and he well, does pretty it, baller he does it with a lit cigarette and well, right before he jumps you? off the end he flicks it at the camera <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like this is stupid like you can see it in the trailer like it's it's a horrible like green screen shot that just looks stupid as hell <laughs> it makes the effects in x-men origins wolverine look good well, to be fair, though, in the movie Race that came out last weekend, there, I would argue, is even worse green screen, and that's supposed to be, like, legitimately serious. Uh. Jesse Owens runs out onto, like, you know, the the German Olympic Stadium, and it's, I, I haven't seen green screen that bad in, like, a really long time. Like, it looked like he wasn't even keyed out right. It was, it was really <laughs> terrible. And I was like, wow, they, like, this is, like, from an actual studio with money, and, um, you know, we're supposed to be thinking that this is, you know, real and happening, you know, it well, the, just totally takes you out. They couldn't do the king right because they spent all their money having Andy Circus play all the people in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played all the, the Germans. <laughs> Andy Circus as a German stadium. Uh, but anyway. But yeah, it... I mean, like, at least in this, it it looked. I mean, you could tell it was fake, but at least it fit within... Because, like, the whole movie feels not fake, but it has that, like, kind of cheesy 
it, it's the 80s, so that's the 80s were kind of fake anyway. And it, when, when you saw the film, did it open with Hugh Jackman and then our friend from uh, uh, Kingsman uh, talking about like, oh, hope you enjoyed watching yeah, this movie yeah. as much as me? Like, I think, <laughs> yeah, at, like as silly as much as I hate those, I think that little like introduction to the movie set the tone for what the movie was going to be. And maybe that's like a, a super sinister plan on their end. But I mean, like, I, I feel like watching the movie and watching that little clip at the beginning, like, I think they really genuinely enjoyed making this movie. And oh, yeah. it shows in every moment of what you're watching. Like, even the scenes where characters are being bad, it's still done in a way that, like, there's... There's a there's a sense that like as soon as they yelled cut, even though somebody's being like a super dick or an asshole or whatever, like you feel like as soon as they they yelled cut, they were like hugging and high fiving, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I mean the villains, the the British ski villain organization villains, like they their only like thing that makes them bad is just that like we don't want this goofball to compete, you know, represent our country. I guess I mean it, they're like the most non-villains since they're like the villains in three ninjas or something where you're just like of course these kids would take them on because they seem like so harmless yeah and and also like they're they're obviously mean and they are bad guys but also like this is the olympic you're supposed to put forth your best people in the world and eddie who hasn't technically become the eagle yet is not the best at anything. No, <laughs> like, but like, but then of course when he over when he beats all the odds, it makes it all the more satisfying when they're all just standing there like. <laughs> well, I mean, like he technically he's not beating all the odds. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, <laughs> he definitely he <laughs> he he hits the odds in a very average fashion. That's good for for him basically like i like what i said earlier the thing that sort of unsettles me about this story is it celebrates a participation medal <laughs> well i mean i like i don't think that it's sort of mocking eddie or or kind of playing down or anything like I, I feel like it's definitely celebrating his style i mean it's not it's not like a radio situation where it's like super awkward. Faust. <laughs> yeah, Cuba Gooding is just like you're just like oh no, like this is bad. Um, I don't think it's like that. Um, because I I feel like that while Eddie clearly has some uh social issues, he's a little socially inept. I don't think that he is portrayed in a negative light. Like it's not you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but it's not like they're not putting him down. Like, I feel like that he his exuberance for everything is what they're really trying to show. Like this guy just wanted to ski or, you know, he wanted to do this so badly and he gets to and his passion for it is infectious and everybody is kind of feeding into that. And, you know, he's kind of like. He's kind of like the class clown, like he's he's entertaining everybody. And, you know, there is that part where they're like, oh, well, you're you know, you're going to become a joke. Like your 15 minutes of fame is going to be up, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think, you know, he realizes that. And but, but, um, but I think I think that that's the thing that's hard for me to wrestle with on the inside is just because like by the end of the film, he is still a joke. Like just because he doesn't get that he's terrible 
doesn't, to me, sort of override the fact that people are celebrating and everybody who's celebrating him knows he's terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, like, he obviously knows that, like, when another skier jumps and they put the number on the board and he jumps and they put the number on the board, he knows the difference, but he's really concerned about, is my jump now farther than it was the last time I jumped? And, and he's he's having a small victory in that way. Like, for him... His whole thing is to, in competition, do a jump and land it without killing himself. And that's admirable, but is that something that, like, you know, like, when when you're watching the Olympics in real life and you see the U.S. has, like, 19 medals and whoever else has, like, 18 medals, you're like, fuck yeah, USA! Right? Yeah. Like, you're getting excited. But, like, if you knew that this was going to be the ski jumping thing... And he knew that Eddie was not going to get gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you stoked that now the U.S. is going to be either tied or behind? Or, like, and, and this film is only showing skiing. I was just making up a random example. Um, yeah. But well, the, the, they, no, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that there's, there's a, a sense to, like, I mean, maybe I'm just an asshole. But, like, if I was watching the Olympics today and Eddie was competing, I wouldn't really be following his progress. Mm, yeah, I mean, I still think he could capture the attention of people, but it does feel like a very, it feels like a very, like, it's very of the time that this took place, because yeah. I feel like it probably, well, it definitely wouldn't take place now, because I know that they, I read that they, like, made a bunch of rule changes after he competed, and were like, no, nah, this, this shit ain't gonna happen again. Yeah. Um, And then also... Again, since it's 2016, everyone would be like, you know, we're developmentally delayed shaming or whatever the, the whatever the term is now. You know, we're like people would definitely like call it out for being bad, even though I don't think it would be because like I think that that, you know, while I am a firm believer of, you know, you come in last, you shouldn't get a medal. You know what I mean? Like, like no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, like you gotta like you know have a little tough love. Like you know you can't just everyone can't win. Um, What's but wrong I with think, America? <laughs> but I think that like in Eddie's case, like he is just so happy to compete that like he already won. Yeah, and the fact that he like barely made it each time. Um. And for him, it was like a personal record. That was like good enough for him. And I think the lesson from this movie is that, you know, you don't need to win each time. It's all about, you know, being happy with what you're doing. And it's kind of like reflected at the end there where he's talking to the, to like the German skier guy. Was he German? Or Swedish? Was he Swedish? Something like that, yeah, or maybe Scandinavian. And he, he were, you know, they're in the he elevator. He was some white, blonde, skinny. <laughs> he was, he was very Aryan, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, like he, like they're going up in the elevator at the end there, and he's kind of telling him, he's telling Eddie, <laughs> you, "You and I are one o'clock and eleven o'clock." <laughs> yeah, but he was kind of like, you know, we're we're different, but he he was kind of jealous that you know Eddie was still like he didn't lose the sort of passion like the other guy like kind of like forgot why he started jumping in the first place it was just kind of like well now i have to keep you know topping myself or whatever yeah yeah 
So, I mean, I think it's it's very ce- celebratory. Like, none of it is very demeaning or anything. Um, it's all about, you know, uh, celebrating this special person. Um, and not, I don't mean that as special needs. I mean that as, like, he's a very unique person, obviously. Um, and, and also I read that, like, you know, that the real Eddie Edwards said that the producers of this movie told him that about 85% of his life was going to be changed, um, (laughs) for this movie. So he was kind of, he already knew that like, well, whatever, uh, they're going to change it. So I, I feel like the fact that it plays into even more of the like kind of fantastical element that this movie has. Um, I think, you know, it is based on a, a true story and a real guy, but it clearly doesn't seem to be operating in the real world. I mean, it's funny that that the the whole Hugh Jackman character was devised specifically for the movie, you know, to have like a mentor. I guess apparently nobody trained him or it wasn't the way that it happens in this movie. Um, so I think that that like the fact that a lot of it is fabricated for the movie is fine like i think that there's nothing wrong with the way eddie's portrayed anyway because it's not a realistic portrayal of him although it is but it's not you know what i mean it's like well, it's as, kind of as playing... long as his mom was real and was the most supportive <laughs> person that's ever existed on the I, planet i'm then I'm, sure, I'm sure she was and she was rocking that really sweet jigsaw puzzle sweater um <laughs> that we sh- that I want to get a hold of. But uh yeah, like that um I feel like that it's just like the whole movie feels like a like almost like a fantasy. It plays that way, so it's totally fine. Like I didn't have any problem with that and and I think that um that I going back to what you said about like, you know, that they showed that little intro before the movie and they clearly seemed like really stoked to be to have made it. It was funny how at the end of that it said like thank you for coming to the movies like thank you for seeing this movie <laughs> like it was almost like Fox knew that like no one was gonna see this movie like yeah, they didn't... the movie Eddie the Eagle is the Eddie the Eagle of movie making yeah exactly so he's gonna jump and it's gonna be so far behind the rest of the films <laughs> but it'll still be as good as it could be yeah well and I that's mean, all I, that matters I commend. Uh, fox for putting this movie out like uh it almost seems like it could it should be like a fox searchlight movie not just a 20th century fox but i guess since kingsman made a lot of money and matthew vaughn is a producer on this movie they're kind of like kind of as a thank you or something but which fine i mean the the fact that they put this movie out is great like i i mean it didn't make a whole lot of money but i mean it's, it's it's but that it's that kind of movie that i feel like you know is definitely missing like there should be more movies like this especially now and i and i think that i hope that like the word of mouth is good because i know that like when i saw it everyone seemed to be really into it so i would hope that you know it's not just it just doesn't go away yeah when i walked out of the theater i was almost mad that i liked it as much as i did (laughs) (laughs) i was like damn it carson you suck. It really is a movie that I don't think can be overhyped. Like, I, I think that, like, you'd be very hard-pressed to be immune to its charms. Like, I, I think the only other movie that I had so much confidence in 
knowing that people would like was Scott Pilgrim when that came out yeah. a couple years back. Like I like that was a movie where it was just like so like energetic and and joyful that like I don't know who you'd have to be to to not like the movie. So uh, I don't know. You'd have to be Eddie's dad. <laughs> But even at the end. Hey, don't spoil it. No, I mean, well, come on. How can you not spoil Eddie the Eagle? Like, they basically spoiled the whole movie in the trailer. <laughs> but, I mean, come on, dude. When he's at the end there and he, and he, and we see that he's wearing the sweater, too. That was a good moment. <laughs> it was a good moment. I may, <laughs> may I have cried like, a little bit. I was like, what are they going to do? Because clearly they're going to do some kind of variation of the gruff dad showing up to the final match cliche yeah um and i think that was that was probably the perfect way to uh to do that yeah last disappointment is uh, hugh jackman never yelled right uppercut (laughs) (laughs) well definitely think this is uh puts real steel to shame (laughs) oh now if kingsman guy was in real steel and they had the same relationship. <laughs> not the not the kid. <laughs> not not the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I'd, I'd be down to watch that. Well, should we get to the verdict? All right. All right, uh, Carson. Now that you just finished saying that it'd be impossible to overhype this movie, <laughs> would you give this a must see, a reckon with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must avoid? Uh, clearly it's a must avoid. Uh, don't see it ever. To must avoid not seeing this in theaters. Right, exactly. Yeah, there you go. It's like a must see times plus infinity. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to give it a must see as well. Uh, we're also going to throw in a must see for Steven, even though he didn't see the movie. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to default that he enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, if he wants to change that, he'll have to go see the movie and then give us an actual review that we can change after the fact. Right, um, he'll have to see it, and if it's anything lower than a must-see, he'll have to knife-fight the both of us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'll be like a Thunderdome scenario, like, he won't, he won't, he'll enter, but he won't leave. Yeah, we'll put him in the in the bathhouse with the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I think that's gonna bring us to the end of this episode of the podcast, um... If uh, you want to find Carson, you can find him on the slope skiing with Hugh Jackman. Um, if you want to yeah. find me, uh, you can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW at 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from that sweet, sweet soundtrack to, uh, or score to Eddie the Eagle. So hopefully, actually it'll probably just be Jump. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, just Jump all day. I changed my mind right at the end there. Um... I don't even know to be. I don't. The soundtrack isn't even. The score isn't even out yet because I went on Amazon immediately after this movie to purchase it, and it said it wasn't available till like the end of March. So I was like, oh, bastards. Yeah, then it'll, it'll definitely be jumped in. So that way, yeah. it's something we can actually put in here. Um, yeah, because I was like, oh dang, I'm gonna be blasting that all day, every day. <laughs> 
but then I was like, I guess I gotta settle for jump right now. <laughs> Just gotta get pumped on jump. But yeah, so uh, if we can find some time later in the week to schedule a recording of Triple Nine, then we will have a review of that. Um, but uh, yeah, next week we have London Has Fallen, or Is Falling, or whatever the hell the movie's called. Uh, yeah, G-Butts is back. <laughs> G-Butts is back, trying to save the president in London. He's um, like, oh yeah, just a diet of uh, scotch and pork. What does he say? Bourbon and steak. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. No, 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 he says, I think he says, like, uh, it's at the, the beginning, they're, like, jogging, Aaron Eckhart's like, what are you made out of? He's like, bourbon and poor choices, because I'm a man. <laughs> I, I don't remember that, but I will take your word for it. Um, <laughs> well, now when you hear it in the movie, it's going to be extra funny. What else do we have coming out this weekend? I, yeah, well, there's Zootopia, you know, your favorite. The I'm, DMV Sloths. I'm not watching the Sloth movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. We'll see. A- after Carson sees Zootopia and says it's as great as Eddie the Eagle, then, uh... I don't know. It's got a, it's got a one, it's got a straight 100 the last time I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, which Is it means... only reviewed by one guy? Uh, no, it's got, actually got a consensus and everything already. <laughs> it's all the sloths from the DMV scene. <laughs> yeah, there's actually 27 reviews, um, which that is generally an indicator that means I will not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Hopefully, though, I don't know. Uh, well, we will see. Hopefully, we'll have some more reviews out for you guys soon. Or we will have some more reviews out for, out for you soon, but hopefully we'll have some good ones. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Carson. Yes, you're welcome. And thank you guys all for listening. We will be podcasting at you next time. (laughs) 